Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I believe I come and find you. I can find you well this morning, wherever we come to find you. Well, some of you, it's not morning, it's night. And I trust your day has gone well. And um, for all of us who are listening to us today, joining in the service, every joining, every listening, every uh, watching, and every participating, I believe that it's a good morning and a good day. And God has been gracious to us and uh, we intend to build our house on the rock. Because the rains will come, the storms will come, the floods will come. The problem is not how you finish your house, but where your house is located. Because you can finish your house with Pogas furniture, you can finish your house with um, all sorts of uh, with beautiful carpets and all that. But when, if your house is not located at a good place... I'm telling you, it's going. The flood will always, always disturb you. As I'm speaking, I know one of my one of our dear sisters in church. Almost every time it rains, she was telling me this morning that she begins to have, uh, begin to be anxious because of the location of the house. It is said that the water table is to come up so high, and also you know how it is here. People build without um, people are built in the in the pathways and all that. So it has made her house like a water area. And every time it begins to rain, she can't sleep. I pray that your house be located at the right place. Somebody shout amen. Because the rains will come. The floods will come. The storms will blow. But if your house located at a good place, you will see the blessing of God. Amen. Well, so this morning, I am continuing what we have been sharing with you on. Can't you do just a little bit more? Somebody shout amen. Can't you do just a little bit more? Let's all say it together. Can't you do just a little bit more? Now listen, if you are sitting by your husband or your wife or your somebody by you watching together, um, if the person, if it's not family, then don't touch. But it's a family, you can hold the ear and pull the ear and tell the person, can't you do just a little bit more? Can't you do just a little bit more? Hallelujah. Well, wives, you must try and do a little bit more. One day, I remember there was a couple who were talking to us um, uh, one sometime, some years ago. And um, the, 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 the man said he was leaving his wife. So we called them and we're talking and we're, I mean, 
pleading and telling the man wouldn't tell us the reason said oh why are you leaving also i'm leaving i'm leaving i mean three persons were talking counseling the wife also didn't know why but the man had actually determined to leave then at the point i said please tell us he said okay i'll tell you then he began to cry <laughs> what's the reason he said since we married 10 years now every day rice every day rice <laughs> everything he said i've been eating rice for 10 years every day every day rice every day rice. i'm tired i'm leaving i said oh that because of rice then i remember i told the wife can't you do just a little bit Hallelujah. more you can turn the rice to omutuo you can tell it into into you can make i mean do very you can fry the rice just raw raw rice you can do something else <laughs> can't you do a little bit more hallelujah Amen. anyway so it's been a beautiful series that we have been um enjoying and for all of you listening to us i believe that you are being blessed already by the word of god so we talked about um the young man cain who became jealous because his brother went on and offered the best cain could have done a little bit more instead of being jealous of you see when you don't do your best somebody doing his best you become envious of the person so bible says that and cain began to eye his brother because his brother did his best cain could have done a little bit more and then god would have accepted his offering but he didn't do his best and then he rather planned and then murdered his brother may you never become like cain in jesus name amen. shout amen. amen and we also talked there's so many things that have been taught already we talked about noah noah the fact that he built an ark you know he was a preacher but he also became a carpenter <laughs> he built an ark but of course he preached of righteousness so you cannot say that as for me all i'm doing is i'm a banker can be a banker and a preacher at the same time Noah was a preacher and a builder you can you can be multi multitasking do several things at the same time can i have an amen sometimes go on in ministry it's all the time they're reading for full time you can do your secular job and still do the work of the ministry and can work a ministry and also do something else to support it that is noah he did a little bit more he built an ark for the lord carrying wood preacher he, sunday he's been in church preaching then he asked people to give their life to cry and he even went to, to the extent of catching animals climbing trees to cut lizards God told him catch animals and bring them can you imagine every male and female so when Noah catches two lizards he has to examine to find out if there are two females if they, and then he has to let one go and chase the male lizard it's not easy he will go into the water and catch frogs and two frogs and examine them and two male frogs he has to let one go and look for a female frog it's not a simple job that god gave noah by the end of the day he was able to do exactly what god asked him to do somebody shout amen are you still there and then we've also talked about um several beautiful abraham yeah abraham also learned about abraham last week as well that god told abraham you're going to have a child and it's going to happen abraham told him circumcised be circumcised at that age abraham obeyed god and went on and even his whole household so you know you got to go a little more god is looking for opportunity to bless you if you can do a little bit more he opened the door for your blessing you know what god has to give you is much bigger than what you are doing for him you know god sometimes ask you to do something little to use it as a, a ground to bless you you know because god doesn't want anybody to co- complain that he's not fair 
God doesn't want anybody to feel that God is partial. So God will ask you, obey me, give your tithe, do a little, sacrifice a little bit. Now that will be the grounding for your blessing. So when you do that thing, then God said, now that you've done it, when I bless you, nobody can complain because you did something for me. May you find something useful to do in the house of God. Shout amen. amen. Abraham was told to go and have sex with his wife. And then he obeyed. Why would Abraham not obey? I'm sure the problem would come from Sarah, who was wondering, what are you doing? Because they were, tired, they were long past uh, whatever. And so on. Sarah has to do things, go to the, the, the West, West Hills Mall and go and buy see-through nighty, and then do look a little sexy, you know what I'm saying? So that, so that Abraham was, Abraham's power will come. And then all that, so that they can obey God and fulfill the weight. Somebody shout amen. amen. <laughs> Am I talking to anybody? So can't you do just a little bit more? Some of you wives, just one way, one way. Go and buy modern marriage. Somebody say modern marriage. Modern marriage. Modern marriage will show you styles. The, we are tired of the missionary style. There are other styles. Can't you do just a little bit more? You are preaching. Whose name should I mention? Uh, <laughs> Bishop Toss. Should I mention Kathy Johnson's name? <laughs> or Genevieve Sally. <laughs> Can't you do just a little bit more? Make life exciting. Somebody shout amen. amen. Anyway, let's carry on quickly today before I get into problems. Well, your choice one who said I should mention the names I mentioned. So, please, if you have any text message, send it to him, not me. Today, we, are want, to talk, we want to talk about Joseph. Somebody say amen. amen. Joseph is somebody whose life is amazing. Now, let's look at a passage. We can't take all the time to talk about Joseph. Take us three weeks or, or one month to talk about it. But I'm going to just take a few minutes to talk about Joseph to us today. Turn the Bible to Genesis chapter 41. Verse 46 all the way to 49. Genesis chapter 41 verse 46 all the way to 49. Bible says, and Joseph was 30 years old. When he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and Joseph, oh, who, who is doing this? All right, let me read from here. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handfuls. I see your head bringing forward by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and laid out the food in the cities. And the food of the field that was round about every city, laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn at the sand of the sea. Wow, what a blessing. Very much. Until he left numbering. That he couldn't count anymore, for it was without number. May God bless you so much that your blessing will be without number. Amen. As you get into a place where you not always be searching for the coins in your house. Some of us, when we lose five pounds, two one dollar in your house, nobody will sleep in the house. When you lose ten cities, hey, you're going to wake everybody and make they'll make a queue. 
and then you take a Bible and put a, a key in it and say that, look, I'm dropping this Bible. Anybody that the key will fall on your legs, you're the one who steals the money. And because of five cities, everybody, no, there's an all night in your house. What a shock. You take an egg and you're breaking the egg. Anybody who stole my five cities, you, hey, what a shock. But God will bless you. Look at that scripture again. Bible says, and Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea. Very much. Somebody shot very much. Very much. Bible says, until he left numbering. That means he stopped counting. For it was without number. That should be your blessing. Amen. Lift your hand and say, I received this blessing for myself. For those who, did, who lifted their hand, may it be yours. Amen. Say it again. I received this blessing. I received this blessing. May God bless so much that your blessing will be without number. Amen. You can't count your, 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 your you are not always counting your money. Things are going on and your life is expanding and being, God is opening up your life to so many things. Say, I receive it. I receive it. Hallelujah. But now, so let's look at Joseph. You know, looking at the story of Joseph, it's interesting. Where he found himself now, as we read, we read about him becoming a prime minister. Now, he didn't wake up to become a prime minister in a day. That's not how it happened. You know, he was, we know his story already. How he was a dreamer. And um, he, he dreamt. He had brothers and so on. And he dreamt. And his mistake was to share his vision with others. His mistake was to share his dream with others. They became envious of him. Bible tells us in Genesis, I believe, chapter 39, Bible says that, and he shared his dream with his brothers, and uh, they became envious of him. And he, sh- he had another dream, and he told them again, and they hated him the more. That Genesis chapter 37, verse 5, look at it quickly. Genesis 37 and verse number 5. And it came to pass from the time that, he, um, okay, this is, um, we've gone far, far, far beyond this, uh, what I, I'm looking for. But anyway, we'll look at that one later on. Now, the Bible says that he had a dream and he's, he told his brother's dream and they hated him. He had another one and, he told, and they hated him yet more. Hmm. Joseph dreamed a dream. Uh-huh. And he told it his brethren and they hated him the more. People will hate you because of your dreams. People will not like you because of just because you share your vision with them. I want to do this. Some people are, are good at discouraging people. They, are, they specialize in discouragement. Oh, so I want to become a, a center leader. Ah, you, can you become a center leader? Proper people have become, who, who do you think you are? I want to become a missionary. Ah, you. And they begin to scorn and laugh at you. I want to start a new business. Oh, it will never work. Some people always say the negative about your vision and your dream. Be careful those you share your dream and vision with. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Some people will tell you that, look, your grandfather couldn't do it, your grandmother couldn't do it, your mother and your father, how can, how can you build a house? But I tell you, you can build a house. Yes. You can do well, it can be an exception in your family. Yes. Say, I receive it. I receive it. I'm telling don't work with dream killers. People will kill your dream and your vision and discourage you from doing the work of God and, and becoming useful in this life. Bible said they hated him. A lot of people will hate you because of your vision, not because of you yourself. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Are you still in church? Yes. Are you hearing me where you are? Yes. Now listen. So Bible says that, you know, Joseph, he, 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 was, he just was going to see how his brothers were faring. 
That was all that he did wrong. Another thing, he was just going to check on them. Father, go and see your brothers in the field, what they are doing and so on. And on the way, as he was going, he was wondering, hey, are there no wild animals here? Are there no tigers? Are there no lions? But Joseph was sure that even there are wild animals, my brothers are there, they are going to protect me. Joseph was sure that as long as my brothers are there, no wild animal will kill me. Little did he know that his brothers were the wild animals. Little did he know that the brothers were the people who were rather going to attack him and want to, want to destroy his life. Only because of his dream. I mean, so Joseph found himself suddenly. He found himself in the pits. Kept on looking up. What did I do to come down here? Why, why am I here? I just came to check on you. Look, look at me here. I mean, Joseph, looking at his life, look, before we realize again, they had picked him out from the well. When they bring him out of the pit, he thought that he was going to be selfish. Little did he know that they actually sold him and shared the money. And they dragged him all the way to Egypt. I'm sure if you're Joseph, you, I mean, you, Joseph, you will say that this is my last. I will never share my dream with anybody. I will never do anything. I'm just coming to check on them. Look at what has happened. Sometimes you get to a place and you are so provoked into, into, into withdrawing into yourself. You know, so Joseph finds himself in Potiphar's house. He could have been always so sad, melancholic, always crying and, and thinking about, look at what has happened to me and all that. But Joseph said, doesn't matter where I am. I can do a little bit more. Hallelujah. I can still save in this house. Listen, no matter where you find yourself, don't let your past experience control your future. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. amen. There's still opportunity for you to serve God yes. and do the work of God. Joseph said, yes, I lost. My brother sold me. I have been maltreated, but I'm not going to, to, to wallow in the mud and let the past control my life. Don't allow the past to control your life. I'm preaching. Preach. Say, pre bishop, preach. Preach, bishop, preach. What a way. What a preacher. What a way. What a preacher. Are you still here? Yes. What experience have you had? That is make you to recoil. Sometimes you join the church and say, listen, the previous church I was in, the way I was treated in this church, I'll sit in my corner, I'll not be involved in anything. Not so with Joseph. It doesn't matter what has happened in the past. I still have God, I still have my life, and I can still do a little bit more. Hallelujah. I'm preaching. So now we see how Joseph began to serve in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar so much trusted him and, and, and gave him so much responsibility. And he began to flourish and so on. Now, any time we read about, about Joseph, the woman has lied about him and Joseph was in prison. Again, he got to prison. Look at uh, Genesis chapter 40 verse 3. And he put them in, he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into prison the place where joseph was bound now joseph was cast into prison for doing nothing wrong he was in prison now again he could have he could have said this is how it is as for life you don't know what to do anymore so now that I'm in prison, I'm going to... Jesus would have been mourning and crying all the... Somebody hearing me. You are mourning and crying about a bad experience. Somebody did something to you. Somebody lied about you. Somebody stole from you. And that experience has so much crippled you. So much that you can't come out of yourself. You should be a cheerful, vibrant person. But your personality has changed. I pray for you today that you come out of yourself. Amen. May the anointing revitalize, revive, revive your life. Yes. And cause you 
to come out and begin to shine again Amen. say i will shine again lift your hand and say i will shine again i'm preaching so bible says that joseph even in prison he didn't sit and tell everyone oh look at me i'm so i'm a stranger i come from far away and look at me my mother is not here my father is not here hey every day you are crying over something the other day well, some years ago i met a man 63 years old and 63 years old do you hear what i say i said 63 years old and this one had a problem and the police had arrested him went to visit him in the cell and the man said look at me i'm an orphan look at the way they are treating me <laughs> <laughs> the mouse at the age of he was crying said i'm an orphan look at the way they're treating me at the age of 63 excuse me <laughs> how many people have their parents alive at, at, at the age of whatever i'm an orphan listen to me you cannot be blaming your father and your mother all the days of your life maybe your parents didn't look after you maybe something's went wrong in your life but at this time of your life pull yourself together say listen i will live on and i'll see the glory of god in my life Come on, shout amen. amen. Don't live a life of blame. Don't live a life of fault. Don't live a life of always, I mean, be looking inside you and, and becoming paranoid and not able to trust anybody. Trust again. Hallelujah. I said trust again. Hallelujah. Trust again. Hallelujah. Joseph got up and Joseph started a basenta in prison. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. He started a ministry in prison. He was going from house to house, from cell to cell, encouraging the priest, talking to them. Joseph could have said, listen, look, the Bible said one day somebody had a dream. And they told him the dream. They could have said, hey, dream again. Do you know how I found myself here? I had a dream once and I told my brothers, and then before I realized I'm a, I'm a slave. You have told me about a dream for me to interpret. But Joseph said, doesn't matter. Hallelujah. I'll still use my gift. Yes. May you still use your gift. Amen. I said, may you still use your gift. Amen. Am I talking to anybody here? So looking at the experiences of Joseph, you will see somebody who was struggle, who in spite of all the struggles of life, he knew along the circumstances to eat him up. He did not allow the thing that happened to destroy the gift of God in his life. He, he, he was still a handsome young man. He was still full of hope. May hope rise up inside of you. Amen. I said, may hope rise up inside of you. Amen. Because when you have so much disappointment in life, when things, have, when things haven't gone on so well, you can get to a place in your life where you begin to feel that, dude, my destiny is too bad. Me, I won't do anything. Look, I came to, I just came to help them in the technical work in the church. And now they are shouting at me all the time and so on. I won't do anything again. Hey, don't talk like that. I said, don't talk like that. Yes. I might preach it to Stephen and you, Patrick. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is some of us, little things affect us so much. Whether little or big, it affects us so much. It makes us recoil. It makes us uninvolved. It makes us unable to let our gifts come out. Amen. amen. I said, amen. amen. Look, you can do if you. I, I, I preached before, and when I preached, I was embarrassed at my own preaching. I'm telling you, one day I was preaching, I fell from the stage, boom, on the floor. But I continued preaching. I didn't stop because I fell. I went to I preached a crusade. The stage was very high, six feet. I slipped and fell, boom, on the ground. And the ushers came to pick me up. But I went back and said, the devil is a liar. And I continued preaching. Don't stop because something went wrong. Don't let your gift die. 
Say, I will not let my gift die. Maybe somebody loved at you because you attempted to sing. And then since then you stop singing. You'd have been one of the stars in the house of yes. God. If you are continuing singing, but somebody laughed at you and said, oh, your voice is like the frog's voice. Your voice is, 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 like, is like the crow. And since then, you have stopped singing. But maybe God has a gift and a grace in your life. Don't let your gift die because of discouragement. I'm preaching. Tell your neighbor, the man is preaching to you in the particular. To you. There's a gift in you. I said, there's a gift in you. Say, there's a gift in me. And your gift will come out. I say your gift to come out. Amen. Your gift to shine. Amen. Your gift to be a blessing to others. Yes. Joseph said, it doesn't matter that I find myself here. I'll not let my past control my present and my future. Everybody has a past. Everybody has difficult and, 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 and that can, can, can mar you. I'm telling you. But your past is redeemed. Amen. Your present makes sense. And your future is secure. Hallelujah. Shout amen. But as you sit back, you cannot, you see, look at the, the if you sit in a car, like we always say, you see, there's the, a the, the big, uh, whatever, the, the thing is in front of you, you can look straight in the, in the glass. But beside it, there's also the rear view mirror. The rear view mirror is very, very small. Very small. You know, so you don't, it is to tell you that you cannot drive looking into the rear view mirror all the time. When you are driving, you want to move your car. You look in the rear mirror to see whether there's any oncoming car, and then you move or whatever. When you are overtaking and all that, but you cannot live your life looking at the rear view mirror. You cannot live your life looking back all the time. You cannot look at life through a shattered glass. I'm telling you. One day I was driving when a stone hit my windscreen. And then you know how to the web appeared on it, the big stone appeared on it and all that. Suddenly, I couldn't see people clearly. The, so I see somebody going and then the head has cheered. Do you understand? The head has become crooked. The nose is upside down. And then I told myself, myself, ah, how come this person's nose is about seven times bigger than a normal nose? How come his head is crooked? The reason was that I was looking at them from a shattered glass. That is why I couldn't see them well. I was looking at people from a glass that was shattered. So it has marred my vision. When you look at life from a shattered glass, you can't see well. So I had to go and refix the windscreen and I could see clearly. May you see clearly. I said, may you see clearly. Don't look at everybody as a devil. Don't look at everybody as with suspicion. One day a bishop came to my office and um, we were talking and this bishop sat on a chair. And then I, I gave him a chair. I said, I won't sit down. I won't sit here. And he jumped up. I said, oh, why? You come to, can I have a chair? You come to, you come to my, my, my office. I hope I'm still on the screen. And then I, I gave him a chair. I said, sit, sit. And he sat down. When he started jumping, no, 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 no. I won't sit here. I won't sit here. I said, ah, what is happening? I give you, I give you a chair. I, he sat down. <laughs> I won't sit. I won't sit. I said, ah, what is happening? What's going on? Then he came and took another chair and sat on another chair. So I'll sit here. I would rather sit here. Then he sat here. He sat there. And I, at, at, when he relaxed, because he was panting, the way he jumped, he, had to, he was panting. I said, So, sir, what's the problem? Why, 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 why didn't you want to sit there? He said, The chair you gave me, my back was facing the door. So I wouldn't see anybody coming from the door. I said, What's the problem with that? He said, Look, I've been so hurt in life. 
I've been wounded in life so much that now I want to see whoever is coming from the door. If my back is facing the door, somebody, somebody is coming from the back, the person can, with a dagger, the person can hurt me. So I want to sit at a place where I can see the door. What a shock. I was surprised that this man, I mean, he was a senior man, not long after he died. But you could understand the pain, and it may be true. He had been let down by friends. He had been let down by other pastors. People have hurt him so much and things have gone so out of control in his life. And the, the disappointments and the hatred so much that he said, I, he told me that I don't trust anybody, even my wife. What a shock. May God have mercy on us. May God have mercy on us. May you get the place of trusting again. So Bible says that Joseph used his gifts. To interpret somebody's dream. And the Bible says that when he interpreted the dream, he told the guy, told one of them that this, something bad is going to happen to you. But that one told him that, look, you are going to be promoted. And he whispered to his yes. When you are promoted, when you are released and you are promoted, remember me. Remember me. The next thing the Bible says, the man was released from prison. He was brought back to the king's palace. But the man forgot Joseph. He forgot about him completely. He could not remember him. Bible says he did not remember Joseph for two years, for two solid years. He never remembered Joseph. What a shock! shock. And Joseph was still in prison, but thank God, you will not be in prison forever. Hallelujah. I said you will not be in prison forever. Amen. Am I preaching to you? So now here is the, here is Joseph. He comes out. Um, the king has a dream again. And then the same gift to you to interpret the dream. Somebody came and said, hey, King, I, I, now I remember a certain young man in prison. Your gift will make you stand before kings. Amen. Shout amen. amen. The gift that you use, if you don't use your gift, it will die. But if you use it, it will make you stand before kings. Amen. So now the king, the, 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 this man tells the king that, look, I know this young man who interpreted, let's call him, maybe he will help. And Joseph comes, and then the king tells him his dream. And then the king uh, speaks, and they just said that this is this and this and this is what your dream means. And the king was amazed. And the king sought advice from Joseph, this slave boy, this boy who, who doesn't have any background. Nobody knows his background. Nobody knew where he had come from. He has stayed in Egypt so much that now he's speaking, he's speaking the Egyptian language. And now he's, he's telling the king that, oh king, this is what it means and all that. So let's do this. Find somebody to, to be the minister of agriculture and take care of this. Find the, get some farmers. Get something. Let us do, let us do great, real, um, proper farming. Let's store, build storehouses and all that. He gave him good advice. And the king said, wow, this advice is so good. I don't know anybody who can make this happen except to you. May your gift make you be make, make, make them choose you. Amen. I see you being chosen Amen. for bigger things Amen. and for higher things. Amen. Am I preaching to you? Yes. So now Joseph comes through, and um, he's now the king's deputy. But actually, Joseph said later on that, "Hey, God has made me a father to Pharaoh. The young boy at the age of thirty. What a blessing." Bless what a, what a blessing. Are you still there? He stood before Pharaoh at the age of 30. Joseph was not 65. 
Joseph was not 78. He was 30 when he stood before Pharaoh. What a blessing. You are, coming, you are saying that oh, you are not too young. I'm too young. I'm whatever. You are not too young. You are 29, you are 30, you are 31, 32. At the age of 30, Joseph became a prime minister because of the wisdom that God had given him. May God elevate you because of wisdom. Amen. May you sit on chairs that 65 people, old, old people sit on. Amen. May God so promote you Amen. that you will sit among kings and princes Amen. because of the wisdom that comes out of you. Say, I receive it. I receive it. Am I preaching to anybody yes. here? Are you hearing me right there? Marvin, I see promotion coming your way. Amen. Say, I receive it. I receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. So now Joseph begins to implement. These are the things that he did. After he interpreted a dream, he said, I can do a little bit more. So first, oh, I don't want to do it. Oh, I don't. Joseph could have said, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not an Egyptian. I'm, I'm whatever and so on. I can't do this. All I've done is to interpret. The Joseph said, no, I can do a little bit more. I can take on some more responsibility. I can do something else. So, you see, do ne- never refuse responsibility in the house of God. Say amen. <coughs> Are you there? Never receive responsibility. The reward of a hard, hard work is another job. When you work hard, they give you more work. That's the reward you receive. Am I talking to anybody here? So the father, you are called all the time. Never complain. Why are they calling me all the time? It means that you are doing something right. But if you are given a responsibility and nobody calls you again, pray for yourself. It means that you are useless. Read my lips. I said it means that you are what? Useless. If they give you a job and after you finish it, nobody ever calls you to do anything again. But when you are called and called, every time they're calling you, why? The bishop will call you in the night. Daytime time he's calling you. Your pastor, if your pastor has never called you, pray for yourself. Yes. Not called you for a blessing, but called you for a job. Because the job is a blessing to your life. Can I have an amen? Yes. Your pastor has not told you, can you be a center leader? Can you be a, a, a center? Can you do something? Can you do something? Can you join the choir? Can you, if you have never to be told to take a responsibility, pray for yourself. Joseph was given a responsibility because he knew he could do a little bit more. And so he took up the job. Amen? Amen. I said what? He took up the job. He took the responsibility and set up bands and made them stop houses. Now, the thing I need to say before we close, very important, is the beauty of Joseph's job. The beauty of his job. The Bible tells us that he built bands everywhere in all the cities. Joseph did it, he was able to have cattle and horses and flocks. And he made Pharaoh the owner of every single livestock in Egypt. Now the beauty, and then read, let me say something else. Again, Joseph was able to make all the land in the country subject and peaceful under Pharaoh. Hmm. What a blessing. What a blessing. Are you there? And, it, you know, again, Joseph became so great. He made all the citizens now begin to even pay tax. And made the country rich. And Pharaoh became the real ruler. Now, you see, the blessing of life is sometimes we're given a responsibility. Sometimes become a pastor, an assistant pastor, a branch pastor. May you make the seat of your senior pastor firm. Can I have an Amen. Pharaoh did not worry about Joseph. 
Joseph was not there to make his name great. Joseph was not there to make, him, make himself a great hero. His intention, his plan was that by the time I finish my job, Pharaoh's seat will be firm and stronger. Everything that he did, he attributed it to Pharaoh. Many people, you send them to go and start a branch. Before they realize, they change the name from lighthouse to traffic lights. What a shock. Or lighthouse to touch lights. I mean, that is so Joab, the difference between Joseph and Joab. Joab went and conquered the city. And he told David that if you don't come quickly, I'll name the city after myself. That is Joab. But Joseph, he said, I'm going to have livestock. And all of it is Pharaoh. Everything he credited it to Pharaoh. Although he was the one on the ground. He knew that without Pharaoh's put in that position, he would never be there. So Joseph never forgot where he came from. He was able to, by the time he finished his work, Pharaoh's seat was firm. May your, past, may your senior pastor not lose a sleep because of, over, your, over you because you're a branch pastor. Amen. Some pastor can't sleep. They send a pastor here and before he realize, they've changed the name. They've done this and they've taken over. And your seat of your, your, your pastor becomes your pastor always regrets appointing you as a branch pastor, as an assistant pastor. May you be a different person. Amen. I say, may you be a different person. Am I preaching to anybody here? Now listen, don't exalt yourself so much. You know, Joseph never exalted himself. His purpose to exalt the person who put him in the place. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, look at what we read about Joseph. We don't even read so much about fear, but Joseph, without intending to exalt himself, rather we are honoring him for his submissiveness, for his faithfulness, and for his loyalty to, the, to, the, to Pharaoh. He did not fear from anywhere, but he was able to do that. I'm preaching. Preach. You can do a little bit more. I said, you can do a little bit more. Are you still there? Now look at it. So this is, this is Joseph. Was able to, Joseph did a little bit more. He instituted 20 pesos. Many people pay taxes. You have a pastor, you can't able to give offering. You can't let them to, to give tithes. You must give and you must do that to honor God. Say amen. Now, the last thing I'd like to say, again, is that the time came when Joseph's brothers came back because there was famine everywhere. And his brothers came and they wondered, hey, we hear there's food here. How are we going to get some food to eat? What is going to happen to us? Are we going to get whatever? And Joseph knew that they were his brothers. Joseph knew that his brothers had come to come and find food. In Genesis chapter 45 and verse number 5. Listen to this words as we close. Now therefore, Jesus speaking to his brothers, be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves, that ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. Come on, shout amen. amen. For God did send me here to preserve life. Joseph could have been bitter against his brothers. He could have said, it is time to pay back. Some of you, there are people who hate you and you're looking for opportunity to pay them back. One day, I will become this and I'll pay them that. We see in, in, in taxi, I mean, stickers on taxis. Let my enemy live, live long to see what I'll be in future. <laughs> it's like, you live and you see me, you are my enemy. You see how God, you see, you, you, you thought I would die. Look, at, you know, Joseph could have lived a, a life of bitterness. It was opportunity for him to revenge. Opportunity for him to pay them back for how they maltreated him. But Joseph called them and said, come, come, come close. 
how close. The people didn't know that he could, see, he could speak Hebrew until he called them come close. And the Bible said for the first time, and Joseph wept bitterly. He, he wept in seeing himself. Said he began to cry and cry and cry. And they were wondering. Everybody in Egypt was wondering. Hey, the prime minister can speak Hebrew. They were amazed that this guy was actually Hebrew. But in his prosperity, in the place of blessing, he did not forget his family. When God elevates you, may you never forget your family. Amen. Come on, shout amen. amen. May your mother never be a new sense to you. Amen. May your father never be a new sense to you. Somebody has helped you to be where you are. May the person never be a nuisance to you. Even the person didn't help you, but he brought you forth into this world. Don't say that, hey, may God will promote me and whatever. And so I used to have that silly mind. But I bless God that as I related with my bishop and my prophet, that if that mind has been taken away, the mind of trying to uh, do something so that the person didn't help me when I was a child, one day I'll grow up and he will see that God has blessed me. No, you cannot live to please anybody. Live to please God. Amen. Don't live to make an impression on anybody. Amen. Joseph could have been bitter, could have revenged. He had opportunity and God will give opportunity to revenge, to see what you will do. I'm telling you. It should have been the end of Joseph if he had paid his brothers back for what he did. We will never be reading such beautiful stories about him. But Joseph said, don't be grieved in yourselves. Don't be angry with yourselves. You didn't treat me well, but it's okay. It's okay. God had a plan. May you see the hand of God in anything that happens in your life. Whether good, bad, or ugly. See that God is doing something. You may not see it now, but ultimately, you'll see that all things work together for the good of them that love God. Come on, shout amen. Amen. Am I preaching to anybody here? God will take their place. Please, leave revenge. Don't, 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 handle, don't handle vengeance. God says, vengeance is mine. God will pay back. Don't take it on yourself. That I'm seeking for revenge. I'm going to pay him back. I'm going to make sure. But don't, don't go there. Joseph said, I'll leave it. I'm going to rather bless you. Can I, can I have an amen? amen. And David, Joseph, before he realized, he had gotten a big portion of land for the people of Israel. I said, bring my, bring my, bring, let them come and live here. Let them come and live here. I'll prosper here. I'll also make room. Some of you, when your, 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 your brother-in-law, your sister-in-law visits you, they cannot come and stay in the house. Your mother cannot come. Because you are blessed, because of your promotion. Listen, did Joseph made room for others. He said, come and live in the city where you are. Come and live in the land. Come and live here. He built places for them to live. May you help the people who have been with you from childhood. Who have helped you when you were nothing. Don't let your mother-in-law be a nuisance. Don't let your father-in-law be a nuisance. Don't let your sister-in-law be a nuisance to you. Don't let your relative become rubbed. When you see their phone, you call. You want to, um, you never pick up the call. David said, Joseph said, no. I'm going to welcome them. I'm going, to, I'm going to give them a place to live. And he gave them a comfortable place to live. All of you Jews live here. Live here and prosper in the land where God has blessed me. Amen. Amen. And then finally, Joseph gave commands concerning his bones. He said, I know where I came from. One day I will die. When I die, take me back to where I came from. He gave commandments concerning his bones. Never forget where you come from. No matter where you are in life. Always remember your beginnings. Remember where you started from. Abraham said, God healed me from the rock. God dug me from the hole. Never forget your beginnings. Joseph said, when I die, please, no matter how long it takes, 
One day, when you go to your promised land, take my bones with you and take them there. And when he died, after so many years, they carried his bones into the land that God gave them. May you remember where you came from. Remember your God. Remember your, remember your church. Bishop wrote a book, uh, Those Who Forget. May you never forget what God has done in your life. May you not forget the people that God brought into your life. Remember you began, God will bless you. Come on, shout amen. amen. Are you blessed this morning? Yes. I feel blessed already. I'm going to pray with you, every one of us here today. If you heard me this morning, I want to pray especially for all of you who maybe you join in the service today. You want to say, Bishop, I need Jesus in my life. I've done many wrong things. I've sinned against God. I've made mistakes in my life. But today, I want Jesus to come into my heart, be my Lord and my Savior. Close your eyes and let's say this prayer. Say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. This Sunday morning. This Sunday morning. I give my heart to you. I give my heart to you. I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. Forgive me. Forgive me. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. Wash away my sins. Wash away my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. Be my Lord and Savior. Help me to love you. Help me to love you. Help me to serve you. Help me to serve you. Help me to follow you. Help me to follow you. The rest of my days. The rest of my days. From today. From today. I belong to you. I belong to you. From today. From today. My life belongs to you. My life belongs to you. Jesus, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Lord and my Savior. And my Savior. Thank, you, Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. Hearing my prayer. From, this very moment, From this very moment, I am born again. Am born again. Thank, you, Father, Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. God bless you.